Welcome back to the Emerge Podcast. This is episode three. My name is Nicole, and I'm a massage therapist, certified cupping therapist, and certified medical massage therapist at our River Spirit Casino location. Welcome. My name is Brian. I'm also one of the licensed massage therapists here, one of the estheticians. I also work at the River Spirit Casino. Uh, Today we'll be discussing spa etiquette and what to expect whenever you first come in for your massage. So uh, let's just start with the obvious. Be on time, please, for your services. If you're, if you're on time, you're late, basically, because you have to, if you're a first-time visitor, you have to fill out paperwork, and that always takes longer than you think. And uh, when we're not in the middle of a pandemic, there's also changing into robes, et cetera, that can eat into your service time. So you've booked a, a particular service with a particular amount of time. We want you to make sure you get all that time. So please, please, please be here on time. It's the number one rule of spa etiquette. Also with that, um, whether you're coming in for your first massage or if it's been the first one in a few years, uh, always remember that whenever you do uh, go into the room with a therapist, they will always do a thorough consultation asking you what areas of concerns that you have, what may be ailing you or pain, pains you may have, um, what your desired pressure level is and what areas you may or may not want us to avoid as well as any recent surgeries or injuries or anything like that that you may have recently had. A lot of this stuff is going to feel repetitive because a lot of it might be on the paperwork but we like to do a a verbal intake as well because a lot of times you won't always remember something like you you won't check something off on the paperwork and you'll remember in the service oh no wait no I did have you know, a minor sinus surgery, for example, three months ago, and we might have to adjust the massage because of that. So it's, it's not that we're not reading the paperwork or that we're ignoring it. It's that we just want to make sure that we're covering all of our bases. Also, and one of the things that you guys can expect from us is well, you're always going to be greeted with a smile outside of pandemic times because you really won't be able to see it due to us having to wear face masks. But that is for our health and for yours. Uh, Greeted with a smile, always a positive attitude, and it is gracious and generous if you guys are able to share that in return because it helps increase your experience during your service and afterwards. So if it's your first time at a spa... Um, a lot of spas, including Emerge One, offer robes for you to change into, as I mentioned before. This isn't a requirement. It's not something that you have to do, but it's just something that we offer to make you feel more comfortable, to make it easier for you to use any of the amenities that you might want to use. For example, over at the casino location, there is a whirlpool in the women's locker room, and changing to a robe allows you to use that easier than if you just didn't want to change out. Again, it's not a requirement, but it's just something that we offer to try and make your treatment time a little more comfortable and a little easier for you to move from treatment to treatment. Some of the contraindications that we may come across during our intakes is, as mentioned before, any recent surgeries, like if you've had a lower back surgery or dental work done or a sinus surgery or even surgeries on the the abdomen, the stomach, the back, anything like that, it could just make it to where we don't work that area so that it would be one of the avoidance areas. It will not necessarily not make your massage happen. It will just be a cautious area of concern. 
Yeah, the thing about contraindications is that just because you have a contraindication doesn't mean that we're not gonna be able to do the massage. In school, I learned it as three different types of contraindications. You got your green lights, where you can still do the massage, you just may have to make one or two slight modifications. You've got a yellow light, where you're gonna have to make some major modifications or completely avoid an area. This is like if you had surgery on your foot. We can still massage you, we just can't massage your foot until it's healed up properly. And then you'll get very few red light contraindications where you can't do the massage at all. So just because you have something that might be a contraindication, please don't lie to us because you think you're not gonna get a massage if you tell us, because it's as much about your health as it is about in the enjoyment of your massage. It's, it's very easy for us to accidentally hurt you if we don't know that you've got a contraindication. Uh, some other really common indication, contraindications are first trimester of pregnancy. Uh, once you are out of that first trimester of pregnancy, we can go to town, it's no big deal. But most massage therapists see that as a red light contraindication in the first trimester and will not massage. Um, uncontrolled high blood pressure or a major heart condition, really not good to do a massage with that because overall massage, yes, it will lower your blood pressure. Your doctor may have told you to get massages to help lower your blood pressure. But until it's under control with medication, if it's too high, then we can hurt you by doing massage. Also, another one of the contraindications for medication-wise is if you're on any pain medications, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a red light contraindication. It is more of a yellow due to the fact that we will have to use a lighter pressure rather than going deeper as in sometimes you may want just because you aren't actually able to give us an accurate representation or uh, of what your pain scale is. So we could initially be going way too deep, in turn hurting you in the long run. And we don't want to break you. It's not, not what we want to do at all. Also, most will think that this is kind of common sense, but if you are sick, please let us know whenever you get there or just call us to cancel um, because we don't want to increase or speed up your sickness or get us sick so that way we are able to still see other clientele that way we're able to optimize our time for everyone that we can get to so once we've gotten through all of that once you've gotten changed out if you want once we've ascertained any contraindications we've got you in the room the next big question especially for spa newbies is do i have to get naked maybe it all depends on your comfort level you're not gonna be exposed at any point. We're stepping out of the room before you get changed to get onto the table. So if you want to strip completely down into the buff and get on the table, that's fine. You're gonna be completely covered the whole time. If you're not comfortable with that, that's fine too. We can work around any undergarments or anything like that. So it's not something you really need to be nervous about, but just base it on your comfort level, not what you think we want. Cause it's all, it's all about you. The service is all about making you comfortable. Yes, and a caveat off of what Nicole was saying is, especially if you are new and you have never had a massage before, especially if you're in with a male therapist such as myself, please directly voice your concerns about any draping or your comfort level with what you're wearing underneath the sheet and blanket. You are always 100% covered at all times, except for the areas that we are working on at that point. Um, each therapist does their draping inherently just a little bit differently to, because some work other areas differently than others. So definitely make sure it's known 
what your level of comfort is before the service starts. Don't ever be afraid to voice questions or concerns to us. That's part of our job. That's part of why we're here is to answer those questions and to make you feel more comfortable. And the last thing we want you to do is be uncomfortable through the whole massage because of something happened at the beginning and then maybe never come back for massages again. So if you, we're not gonna judge you. Whatever your question, whatever your comfort level is, it's not something we're gonna judge you for. Chances are we've heard it before <laughs> and it, it's not something that's gonna throw us off our game. Also with when it comes to educating clients, we like to offer our own personal little tips and tricks about certain areas that will help you in the long run by doing certain things at home or increasing certain amount of stretches for certain areas. And if you have any questions about anything that we're doing, whether it's a technique that we're doing and why we're doing it, please ask because we are 100% okay with answering that question and explaining the process of why we're doing what we're doing. Um, the tips and tricks with each therapist is different. Um, some, for example, like if we're working on your feet, we will say, well, do you have a golf ball at home? And then we'll say, whenever you're sitting down on a carpeted surface, use that golf ball and roll it around on the bottom of the foot because it can help break up some of the adhesions in areas to where our thumbs or our fingers or our knuckles won't be able to necessarily get. But it's something that you can do to re relieve any discomfort you have while at home between services so each tips and tricks are all they're not universal between therapists because everyone is different so we've talked a little bit about uh, all the way up to getting into the room but we kind of skipped over what to do before you even get here um, the main thing that we want you to do before you come in for a massage is hydrate it's very, 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 very important to be hydrated before you come in for a massage. Brian and I were doing a couple's massage just the other day where the lady had not hydrated very well that day and she kept having foot cramps during the massage and he had to keep stopping what he was doing to stretch out the foot cramp, which was really taking away time from the rest of her massage, all because she wasn't very well hydrated before she came in. Yes, and what we recommend is drinking at least half your body weight in ounces at least 16 hours prior to your massage service because that way it gives your body time to absorb and disperse all that water so that way the muscles are accurately and properly hydrated so that way cramps or anything like that may be deterred from happening during your service. Another really good thing is hit the sauna or the steam room for 10, 15 minutes before your massage, as long as you're well hydrated. If you didn't hydrate, don't do this step. But it'll help to warm up the muscle tissue, which will in turn help loosen up the fascia and other connective tissues, which means that we can get a little deeper, a little faster, and get more work done in your muscles, relieve more tension, more soreness, et cetera, than if you came in cold. Yes, definitely. And another thing is, is for all you ladies or men out there, us therapists, we do not care if you shave your legs or not. It will not affect our massage in any way, shape, or form. We are used to massaging all different body types and all different amounts of hair. We've had some clients who have a ton of hair on their back, their legs, and everything. We just may have to use just a little bit more product to get down into that hair a little bit, but it will not affect the quality of your massage in any way, shape, or form. And we're not going to judge you for it. Like... No judgment. Judgment-free zone. 
absolutely judge. If your massage therapist is judging you, find a new massage therapist because we're not going to judge you on whether or not you've shaved. We're not going to judge you on um, y your body type or anything like that, hairstyle. We don't care. All that we care about is that we get to work on your muscles and make you feel better. And honestly, leg stubble is a nice little like, hand exfoliator for me. So, you know. Also, um, most will think that whenever you go to get a massage that you will stay silent throughout the entire massage. This is not necessarily true. Everyone is different. Some therapists will talk the whole time. Some won't. Some will engage you in conversation so that way, A, we can get to know you a little bit better based on what your work is so that way we know how to address the muscles correctly. Um, and casual conversation is during a massage is also a way for you to help yourself relax so that way you're not so uptight and tense not knowing what's coming. So you can have your therapist kind of explain everything they're doing as they go along so that way you know entirely that you're comfortable, it's safe, and anything else other concerns that you may have. And a lot of that's going to vary from client to client. There are some clients that are not going to want to talk at all during a massage. There are some of you that are going to want to just spill your heart out and have you know, an emotional release during the massage to help relieve your tension. It's really all based on what you want. And if you feel your therapist is talking too much, say something. If you feel your therapist isn't engaging in conversation with you enough, say something. We're here, again, I keep saying this, but we're here to make you feel better. We're here to make you comfortable. It's all about you and what you want in your service. So let us know. Now, since I am a male massage therapist and an esthetician, I would like to kind of talk to you a little bit about the struggles for me of being a male therapist. In a predominantly female career, it is... Um, a difficult struggle for male therapists to inquire a large clientele because there are several misconceptions of therapists being male therapists being um, too handsy or too indirect or getting too close during in certain areas. Um, my biggest thing is is for me as a male therapist, I want to make sure that you are 100% comfortable at all times. If I'm doing something that makes you uncomfortable voice it, let me know, and I can change what I'm doing immediately so that way it brings back your comfort level. Um, going back to the question of do you get naked with a male therapist, it's all to your comfort level. For me, it doesn't bother me one way or another if you leave your undergarments on or if you take them all off. Your draping is will be secured. Your modesty is always my top priority. Uh, my draping is considered high and tight, so I will drape as high as I possibly can without crossing any boundaries, so that way I can work the maximum amount of the muscle that I humanly possibly can to give you the max benefit of the massage. Do you have anything that you'd like to add to that, Nicole, from a well, standpoint of being my coworker and colleague? Uh, well, as a, as a massage therapist, I have only been working for, well, I say only, it's been about five and a half years since I've started, and I have only worked professionally with six men out of all the places I've ever worked, which I've worked at quite a few, I've only ever had six co-workers as massage therapists, and of those six, as far as I'm aware, 
only four of them, including Brian, are still actively practicing because it is a very difficult field for men to get a foothold into because it's such an intimate thing, massage. I mean, we're literally rubbing our hands all over you. It's, it's a very intimate, very personal service. Um, that being said, do not be afraid to advocate for yourself in a service with anybody, but especially with a male massage therapist. If they're doing something that makes you uncomfortable, say something. Don't, don't ever be afraid to say something to your massage therapist, whether they're male or female. And I know I kind of keep harping on this, but absolutely speak up if something makes you uncomfortable or is painful or you just don't like it. Yes. And with the comfort level, you will never offend me or hurt my feelings with stating something that I'm doing is uncomfortable because my top priority is to give you the most enjoyable service that I humanly possibly can within the time frame that I have. And I want it to make it completely enjoyable and comfortable for you. I have a saying, everybody is different and everybody is different. And with that being said, let's segue into the different types of massages that you can get. Just kind of a brief overview of some of the different types of massages we offer and what they're good for. Uh, so to start with, you're going to have your Swedish, or it might be listed as an essential, or might have some other kind of almost brandish name for it. That's going to be like your basic massage. That's going to be your light to slightly more firmer pressure. It's going to be the most customizable for focus areas, etc. It's It's kind of like the workhorse of massages. Most massages end up being some form of Swedish massage. Another form of massage that you can get is a deep tissue massage. Now, for every therapist, their style of deep tissue is different because we're each trained differently in the different schools that we go to. For some, it is an extremely firm pressure for deep tissue. Others, on my account, I have learned that I, through using different deep tissue techniques, I can use lighter pressure but get the same benefits of a deep tissue from a lighter pressure. Um, another one you can expect to get is an aromatherapy massage. This is just us adding in some essential oils such as lavender, peppermint, or eucalyptus into our massage products to give you a, that aromic and essential smell throughout the your service. It's an added layer yes. to your service. Um, the other kind of massage that you're going to primarily see in most day spas is going to be lymphatic. Most people get lymphatic drainage massages because they've recently had a surgery or something to that effect, and they're having a lot of lymphedema. There's a lot of swelling in an area, and the purpose of the lymphatic is to help the body move that lymph out of that area so it can get reprocessed into the system and reduce the swelling. You, uh, it's a very, very light pressure massage. Uh, personally, since I'm also a cupping therapist, I use cups for my lymphatic drainage massages. I feel like I get better results that way. But uh, for the most part, it's just a really light, kind of fluffy, fluff and buff kind of massage that's more for your, your lymphatic system than for your muscles. So unless you're wanting like a really super light, no muscle work, that's not really something you're going to want to book, really. Also with the lymphatic, um, another good terminology that we like to use is 
a form of what's called effleurage, which is basically the fancy word for long flowing strokes. That way you're able to move that lymph through the muscles and through the tissue easily in one gliding stroke rather than doing any short choppy movements, which also doing a longer movement makes it more enjoyable inherently. Now, another form of massage that you can get is a warm stone massage. Now, these services are primarily a 90-minute service. By the use of either hot stones or hot Himalayan salt stones, what the stones are used for is another way to heat up the tissue so that way we are able to go a little bit deeper, give that nice, just relaxing massage. They are great for during the wintertime when everyone's, it's real cold outside. It's a good way to kind of heat up and get your day to just relax. Um, what are the benefits for warm stone? Can you think of Nicole? Uh, well, with the salt stone massage, that it helps give a mild exfoliation to the skin as well, which is really nice. Uh, just a very nice, like light surface exfoliation. But it really is that penetrating deep heat that's really the main point of the hot stone massages and uh, getting that musculature to open up, loosening up that fascia, another, you know, connective tissue, which will help that muscle to expand, bring fresh blood to the area, and kind of flush everything out of your system. Also, with massage services, these are more along the lines of body services. We do offer things such as like our ultimate coconut body scrub or just our regular coconut body scrub. These are just a service to where we use an exfoliating scrub over the entire body, with one, we also include a mask so that way it rehydrates the skin. And then once that is removed, we go through with a hydrator. It's not necessarily you're getting a lot of massage because it is a lot of long flowing movements. That way it gives you an ultimate relaxation. Mm -hmm. Some places will also offer um, trigger point therapy or migraine relief massages, which are similarly tied in. Uh, for the most part, a migraine massage is going to focus on trigger point and reflexology therapy of the head, neck, and shoulders to relieve the migraine. Uh, general trigger point or reflexology can be over the whole body. For the most part, when you book a reflexology appointment, unless it's with a trained reflexologist, it's going to primarily focus on things like the hands and the feet because that's really generally what we cover in school for reflexology. To become a certified reflexologist is a lot more coursework, and it's, it's in addition to the regular massage is a continuing education course. So if that's something you're interested in, I would say start with uh, a certified reflexologist and, um, and, and just go see them for that generally because if you book it with uh, most day spas, it's just gonna be like a fancy foot massage, really. Not gonna lie. So next question that we should answer is how often should you get massage? Can I key in on this one? Absolutely. What we recommend is generally getting a massage once a month. The longer that you go between massages, the more muscle damage you incur. So therefore, whenever you come to us, let's say it's been six to nine months since your last massage, we are not able to get all of that damage out within an hour. A saying I like to use, you didn't do this to yourself an hour, in an hour, I can't fix you in an hour. You stole that from me. <laughs> but... The uh, time frame, if you're needing a lot of work done to really get your muscles to that relaxation point, we do recommend that you come in every two weeks, sometimes every week, but very rarely. Start out with every couple of weeks, 
and always change up the pressures that you have whenever you're getting a massage. Like if you get a deep tissue one week, in a couple weeks, get a lighter massage so that way your muscles aren't anticipating what we're getting ready to do. So that way you're not guarding against it and that way you get the maximum benefit from it. Once that every couple weeks is done, then start coming in once a month for a maintenance massage where it just keeps you at that level. The thing about massage is it's cumulative. You can't get one or two massages a year and expect all of your muscle problems to go away. It's just, it's not going to happen. Because like you said, over time, those issues build up in the tissue. And if you're not regularly knocking them out, we can't get to those deeper underlying issues in order to get those straightened up as well. So um, it's one of those things that you just got to kind of, you just got to buckle down and suck it up and go get those regular massages. It's so difficult, but you can do it. One of the things I would like to kind of go back to is the use of the sauna. And a, and a lot of people will ask, does it lose, actually loosen you up? If, as Nicole stated earlier, if you did not hydrate well, please do not use the sauna. But yes, it in turn can help loosen the muscles up or start them down that path by heating them up for us. And also, if you do have any issues with heat or medical issues with heat, please do not use the sauna before your service expecting it to help us. In turn, it will actually end up hurting you in the long run with that service because if you heat sensitive, you dehydrate yourself 10 times quicker. So just- Remember, please sauna responsibly. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Well, I think that we've pretty much covered all the basics. Let's give a a quick uh, once-over. Make sure that you hydrate before your massage. Make sure that you're here on time, because if you're on time, you're late. So be here early. Uh, Don't be afraid to ask questions or uh, give us feedback during a massage. If something makes you uncomfortable, speak up. And uh, it's all about your comfort. It's all about making you feel better. And as Nicole stated, hydrate before, but also after your massages. Because if you do not hydrate after that, you will not be liking us probably the next day. You will wake up and you will curse our names and that will make us sad. But we greatly enjoy you all being with us today. Uh, I myself am glad that you have been here with us. If you uh, mention this podcast, next time you're booking an appointment with us at the River Spirit Casino... That's where we work, the River Spirit Casino. You will get $15 off your next service with us. So I'm Nicole, again. Nice to have spent this time with you, and hopefully we'll be seeing you really soon. And I am once again Brian, and it was lovely being with y'all, 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 all of y'all today. Sorry, I can't speak today. <laughs> but thank you again, and y'all have a nice evening.